The Ealing Cricketer. Three out of three, a full house. Ealing are back. In the immortal words of David Lloyd, start the car. It's a three-pronged title charge. Robbie Conley led the first Corfton Road triumph for the campaign for the ones, chasing down 157 down themselves against Monty and friends. The twos take down a strong Acton side, which included Alex Fell's brother, the experienced heads of Armadellic and Christopher Glasper saw them home, and the threes, oh, the threes, won a massive clash against Teddington by a margin, capital letters. We bring you our first Popesfield pitch report of the season and breaking news on a certain someone's Popesfield curse from the horse's mouth. Robbie Connolly, Christopher Glasper, join us with match reports. AJ has another word of the week. And we also have some Steve Scott news on the podcast after his Saturday morning surprise ones call up. My name is Mungo Russell, and I'm once again joined by my other half, Lee Parry. And for one episode and one episode early, we have a special guest third host. We've been speaking a lot about this man on the podcast this year. He's been down in the dumps and feeling under some pressure after a series of low scores at Pokesfield, but it is our absolute honour to welcome Rory Holleran Patel to the podcast as a guest host. Rory, you excited to be here? Absolutely buzzing, mate. I uh, I couldn't be happier to be sharing this uh, this podcast with you boys this week in particular. And it is this week in, in particular because you in particular had, had a pretty good Saturday. I want you to talk us through... To begin with, what was at stake this Saturday? Just remind the listeners uh, what, what's been going on with, with you and Popes and, and you with the armband as well. Yeah, a lot of, lot of stake. Uh, obviously, the boys have been well aware of my um, lack of performances at Popesfield. A uh, high score of four last year there. Um, after claiming at one point I'd score 170 in the season, uh, it was, was pretty tough digging uh, all year. So, you know, had a long, long winter to deal with that. Um, and be constantly reminded of it uh, by not only yourselves, but prior to the podcast, Henry Anton, Ollie Simpson, Papa would let me know exactly uh, what had happened previously. So, you know, a lot, lot in my head going into, into Saturday's game, notwithstanding the captaincy on my shoulders with Henry up in the twos. And it being Teddington as well. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a monster clash. Huge game. Um, they came second last year and obviously we've got a bit of, title hopes this year so um we thought that it was going to be a big way to start our season especially missing some of the some of the more senior figures yeah and i just think we crack straight on and you just tell tell the listeners exactly how it went down uh so we got there pitch was underprepared as you normally expect at postfield ollie wilkin yeah you'll hear from me many times about ollie wilkin this year um got to pick up his game we can't be we can't be turned up to games with no holes in the deck um for stumps so, you know, that, that kicked us off poorly. I was nervous because of that. You know, I get there, their, their skippers ask me why there's not stumps. Gareth Shaw's driving on in a van to put some stumps in. We're all struggling, we're all nervous. I lose the toss, we're stuck into bat. I hadn't planned on batting all week. Um, I was down at six, which was nice, knowing that I probably wouldn't have to face the new pill. Um, so I actually decided to head out and umpire for the first stint. You know, watch watch what that ball was doing. Try and gain anything that would help me score four cricket runs on that deck. Um, well, more than four. Um, and the lads started pretty well. We were, we were pretty stout. And then we kind of collapsed to 68 for four um, after a nice start. And uh, me and Coxie got together 
And uh, yeah, didn't lose a wicket for the remaining 26 overs um, until I sent him back to preserve my red ink with the last ball of the game. Um, so yeah, it was it was a, it was a hell of a day. It was nice to get the uh, the cobwebs off off the cricket bat for the season, having having only scored three runs in the previous three three innings. Um, and it was great to win with the boys. The boys, you know, we scored two hundred at Popes, and we and we bowled them all out for one fifty odd. So it was a it was a bloody good day. And you ended with uh, pretty sure it was uh, sixty eight red. Pretty sure. Yeah, no, absolutely certain. I've walked to play cricket seven times in the last three days. And a couple of poles as well for yourself. Yeah, yeah, but blew over both openers pretty, pretty sharpish. Uh, said, no, no, lads, you're not chasing 200 on this deck. Um, and then had to take myself off after four overs because I was blowing after, you know, scoring 68 cricket runs. So, um, but if you yeah, pretty good day. But then, but, then, but, then, but then brought myself back when the, you know, the penultimate overs when they were going to have to have a go so that I could get four and make sure my fancy points were at a high, as high a value as possible considering I captained myself. You ever would that would that be you, Lee? If if, if you're ever captain captain of a side, uh, if you got that opportunity, would you be bringing yourself back on to pick up your own fancy points at the end? It's a it's a standard captain's decision. To be fair, um, you know, let, let the boys do all the hard work in the middle, and then just come and clean up, uh, do what you need to do. Uh, I mean, Raw as a captain, you know, you know, it, it, the best time to bowl is when nine, ten, eleven come into bat. Standard. Absolutely. You know, you see you see that bloke walk out there and you see those feet stuck to the ground. It reminds me of myself last year and I knew how early I was going to get out last year. So give me the ball back. Probably shouldn't swear. <laughs> My housemate, uh, he not part of Ealing cricket at all. Uh, he His first question to me, this is this is a sidebar. His first question to me on, on Sunday when I saw him after the game was, well, how many did Rory get? And I, of course, Rory, having scored 68 red, I was more than happy to, to divulge that information. Told Rory that that was Callum's first first question, and Rory just called himself Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that just shows the weight the weight of the world on my shoulders Saturday morning. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I could. I'm glad I could make not only myself happy, but many of us out there. One thing I would say is I did not make my dad happy because I sent a text to the family group chat. I received no reply. And then when we called on uh, Sunday to celebrate the Man City title win, there was no mention of my cricket whatsoever, and there hasn't been since. You just got to keep you got to keep the door down. Sorry, do, do, do your parents listen to the podcast, Raw? No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you really think I'd be sending this their way? <laughs> look at look how your twenty four year old son is seen by half his mates. Let, let's go through the ones and twos as well, uh, as much as we could talk about the threes all day. Uh, the, the twos, cracking win. We are speaking to Glass later, as I mentioned. Um, ones and twos struggled with availability this week, and the twos especially thought they'd be short on runs. They find themselves getting to 200. Ahmed Alec, 70. I've said he's eternal on the podcast before. I think he is eternal. Um, 70 and three for... I mean, you know what that's like, Rory, on a Saturday. I mean, he, he could be in line for a promotion to the threes soon. He really could. He really could. We, we've been looking at him and we want him, but it's just whether we can fit him into our side. And he bowls that dangerous pace, doesn't he, Lee P? Like six, 63 miles an hour is a dangerous pace. Uh, he's more the uh, the 61, actually. We did the uh, we did the testing uh, a few weeks ago and um, it's come down a bit, but I, I think the 61... I mean, we can, we can talk long about the 56 and the 61s, 
it's 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 how you play them. And from the the, the Mungo Russell uh, book of batting excellence, play late, play straight. Indeed, indeed. Uh, there is a rival book of batting excellence actually that's been flying around the club recently. Um, really? Look, I haven't read it. I've only seen it from afar, but it's called the Christopher Glasper book of batting excellence. And it has one page and that only page is the Glasper flick. It's the one shot in the book, but it, it works every time. You can use it. The ball can be any length, any line, disappears. I thought you were going to talk about the uh, the Grant uh, sorry the Grant sorry the, the, the Ben Graves uh, block for turnovers book, which is a, an exciting read. Uh, if you've ever it's being drafted right now, isn't it? Isn't it? It's, it's in its editing stage, and I will say actually, I do feel for crazy because we we make him out to be something like only cruds it. He probably strikes at like seventy, but he just ends every power play like seven not out off eleven. I'm gonna, I'm going to put you on the spot though. Yeah, so boring, Munger. Boring? He's a boring batter. He's a boring batter. I like boring batters. We need every... The world needs boring batters. They can't all be master blasters like, like me or like you two, you know, or like me. They, they can't be. You, you said me twice. Huh? Well, I just... When you, when you hit him as, as well as I do, you know, you got to make sure... Wow. Mo- moving on. Moving on, Mung. Thank um, you. To the ones. Very, very to the ones. And... and uh, a cracking victory. It's uh, our cleanest performance yet. The one's got over the line. Robbie Connolly. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous batting. Talk about boring batters. 60 off 119 to take a side home in a 50 over game. That is proper stuff for, for a young man coming back into the side after, after a year, year or so, a couple of years on the sidelines with injury. He's now top league run scorer for the club. Um, in the ones this year, he's got over 100 runs in the league. Um, top scored two weeks in a row. I mean, h- how old was Robbie when, when you first saw him, Lee? Um, six months. He, he showed talent from then, didn't he? Straight away. Uh, literally started walking after about, uh, what was it, about uh, four months. Held the bat at uh, 10 months at because uh, parents parents do like a funny thing. They don't talk about like being one years old. They do like the, it was 14 months, it was 18 months. So I'm, I'm going to carry on the trend. Um, 14 months, uh, held about 18 months, straight drive, 19 months, great balance, and then 24 months, jet. I mean, to be jet, to be jet by 20, 24 months isn't something that, that we take lightly. And, you know, like maybe we should be testing Robbie. Uh, has there been anything performance enhancing there, Raw? Do you think? No, no. I've I just think. I'm sorry, uh, Raw. I, I just think running running between the wickets would have been something he might have been able to work work on a little bit. I mean, it takes what is it, three point five weeks to run a single, which is not ideal. You know, you, you could speed that up a little bit, but when you when you crunch it for four, that's probably ideal. But you know, maybe you know, just 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 a quick single, or maybe just a single would be ideal. Got to mention the bowling as well. Um, our most, our most well-rounded bowling performance probably since the Henley preseason game. Um, One fifty all out on what was probably a, a two twenty par par deck. Ollie is spending all of his time at Gorton Road at the moment, going nowhere near Pokesfield, and he's he's rolling out these batter-friendly wickets. I'm not used to them, but I'm enjoying it. It's good to watch. It makes for good cricket. Um, and uh, you, you, you'd have to say that. It's the best Alex Vells bowled on a Saturday for the ones. Uh, he was, he was really fantastic actually on Saturday. Um, he won't mind telling you. And 
I, w- I would ask, did he take more than one wicket? Too far. Bl- f- bloody good week for Felly. Really good week for Felly. Congrats, Alex. Congrats. Twice as good as most weeks. Got it. Had a nice little nip backer as well um, that, that dismissed their, their battle, who was on 50, Scott Newman. Uh, or maybe it was one of the other batters. Either way, I forget. I mean, they all got out. Um, I came in and took the Patel role of burgling a couple at the end. The batting, Grayson nicked off down the leg side. O's caught third man, but hey, we get into all that with Robbie a little later. Without further ado, let's hear from the boys on Saturday. Just here with club legend Stephen, Stephen Scott, Scotty, Scotty, or whatever you want to call him. Um, good one for the ones, but if we're honest, all credit to the fielding side. And you fielded today, Stephen? I was, uh, yeah, just sort of sitting in the house and uh, got a sort of text message come through uh, that Bobby Gamble had gone down and I thought uh, better go up there and uh, help the boys out. When, when people need the best people or the best fielders, the best people answer and you answered within, it must have been 30 seconds. Is it because you were trying to get out of daddy daycare? <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> nah, nah, no comment, no comment. <laughs> so, so that's an absolute yes. Um, good feel around the club. Uh, seems like all three potentially... Wins today, which would be nice. Very good vibe around the club. I was hearing a few whispers actually, just as I as I um, walked through the bar. That that was one of the great subfielding performances, comparing it to Gary Pratt in the 2005 Ashes. But that's that's not for me. Is it? I love I love the fact where we've gone and started talking about the club, and you've reverted back to talking about yourself today, which is always good. How has Daddy Day came in today? Very good, very good. Uh, thoroughly enjoyable. Really uh, enjoyed watching uh, two two youngsters get us over the line there. Very good from uh, Connolly and uh, Mungo. I love the fact you've answered none of my questions and thank you for your time, Steve. <laughs> thank you, bye. <laughs> I'm here with Robbie Connolly. Robbie, another win for the Ealing. Oh, good, what a win, yeah. And it didn't feel like it was always going to be that. Oh, it did not at all, no. Um, nonetheless, it's a win. Uh, we've had three pretty tight matches now, two of which we've come out on top, which is obviously good for us. Yeah, just happy to get eating over the line. Well, no, no. almost over the almost line. Almost <laughs> Well, why don't, why don't we start with the headlines then from the game? Bobby, 60... 60. Flat. Dead on? Yeah, dead on. 60 flat. I mean, you, must feel, you must feel absolutely thrilled to get, to get that score today. Oh, absolutely. Under, under the cosh. We were, what, 14 for three... You must feel unbelievable to get the boys over the line. Yeah, no, well, I like a situation like that. I like a, you have to dig in one. I almost prefer it to a um, to an easy bat first, get 400. But yeah, no, that's definitely my sort of innings, I think. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd probably agree that you play seam, you play the seam as more comfortably than you, than you play spin, probably, yeah. is that fair? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, and they had, what, Blake Cullen's a, a professional bowler, he's going to be bowling in the 100, bowling quite quick, but that was something that, that you, you found, were finding, not like comfortable, comfortable, but something yeah. that suited you. Yeah, no, that's definitely within, that's within my comfort zone, and then playing against spin, uh, it's something I've been working on, and it's coming off better. Week by week, it's getting better, and it's getting easier. What is going to go overlooked is our fielding effort. We saved 40 runs in the field by being switched on. I think it was, they were one, one, three, five for, I think six, six maybe. Yeah. And I remember, I think I said to you, this is only worthwhile, it's only good having them one, three, five for six, if they're 150 all out. Yeah. And which we did, if we let them get to 170, 180, 190, 
It's a different game. Those I don't have that run. luxury. Mm. I don't have that luxury of grafting out a few maidens even. They would have been tough runs at the end if we needed, if, even if we needed four and over off the last ten. Because it's just that nagging, tough. nagging bit that you've yeah. oh, I've got to push that one. But no, you can just sit on it and it's an easy dot. But yeah, I think that fielding performance is going to be overlooked, but it was a massive part in that victory, I think. Mm. Mm. Mate, even in these, I mean, you're now the top run scorer for us in the league this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And as youngest player and after a couple of years of injury, mate, it's, it's absolutely wonderful to see and long may it continue. Oh, I'm just enjoying it all. It's brilliant, yeah. Thanks, Rob, so much. And mate, we'll see you next weekend. Oh, great. Thanks. Christopher Glasper, the twos, they've got their first win of the year. Must be feeling pretty good about that. It was, uh, I think as we described earlier on, it's a relief um, because we tried our best to, to give it away again today. Some, uh, some terrible fielding out there, some drop catches. But yeah, no, good to get a win. Um, and yeah, hopefully back that up over the next few weeks with a few more. Start, start us off with the, the beginning of the day. Was, was it an easy start? I imagine there must have been a really, really thorough warm-up from everyone. I mean, I, I'd, I'd love to tell you that there was a good warm-up. Unfortunately, I wasn't there for it. Um, Why is that? What happened? Well, it's, it's, it's funny you ask, Mongo, because um, I looked on Google Maps the night before uh, 15 minutes uh, to, to add... Sorry, I just slightly uh, put off as Jack Shepard has got his arse out uh, on the balcony, uh, in and I think it was actually a little bit of a brown stain as well. So uh, thanks, boys. Um, sorry about that. Um, yes, we. Um, yeah, I, I, the night before, um, I, I was planning everything out. Fifteen minutes down to Acton Cricket Club, um, and then Cabs was like, "Oh, can you pick me up?" When picked him up, I, I did question it because I thought that was well out my way. But I went and picked him up, uh, and then still plenty of time to get it to the meet time. And then, um, <laughs> now they're ringing the bell. Um, uh, and then, as I picked him up, um, he then was like, oh, it's so much loud, so, so much noise outside. So much outside. noise. So, so childish, childish behaviour. Ruffians. Just, just I'm telling the truth, I'm telling the truth. But, um, yeah, I went and picked him up, and then he was like, well, I need to go and get my stuff um, from Eland. So then we had to stop by the club. Uh, then we get to the ground, and he's like, well, don't worry, because I know where this is. We parked up. Went round into David Lloyd. I knew it wasn't David Lloyd. A seven-minute walk with bags on the back. Walks into the ground. I can see the wicket. And then Cavs was like, well, there's a fence in the way. So we've then had to turn around, walk back to the car, get in the car, and then drive around Acton. We eventually turned up at 20 past 12 uh, for a half 12 start. It sounds like a bit of an odyssey. Yes, it was. I put all blame on Asan. Uh, he took it as well, um, but yet somehow I end up with Dick of the Day, um, which I think is is a little bit harsh. Coming in at number three, you have the eternal Ahmed Alek. Mm. Yeah. Well, whilst whilst pillars crumbled around him, mm. he stood tall. Just rolled back the years again. Rolled back the years again. Comes with his entourage, his, his cousin, security. Um, but yeah, batted really well, sensibly. Um you know, he got 72, steadied the innings, just back. He just, he lacked partnerships. Um, backers got in there with him, built a good partnership. Um, but yeah, he should have got, he should have got 100 today. But, you know, with a bat and eventually with a ball, super, superb from him today. 
to get to 217, I, I said, if we get to 200, that's good going. I think when I went in, we were on 140 um, for six, mm. seven. Um, so, yeah, to get to 217, yeah, very good. Very good latter order runs from the boys. Second half starts. I imagine you must have been feeling pretty confident after. I mean, lower order runs do wonders in the mm. first innings for, for mm. confidence as you go out to bowl. And yeah. Did you guys continue in that vein? You well, and Abs up top? Yeah, so I went out there and I was like, I'm going to bowl this end. And then as everyone got into place, I was about running. I was like, no, actually, I want to bowl the other end because I didn't check where the wind was coming from. Um, and then I was like, well, scored some runs. Haven't had much of a ball, but, you know, felt good on Thursday. Uh, ran in, first ball, short wide, four, uh, went for nine in my first over, didn't feel very good at all. Um, nabs, though, superb. You know, last week and this week, three wickets, um, both weeks. Um, just, yeah, a, another stalwart of the club, you know, been around for a long time and uh, just ball wicket to wicket, ball very well. Um, I was leaking runs at the other end. I balled five overs, then... Um, I, then Tom came on, he got he just couldn't quite pull it together. Then Army came on, he got three wickets. He, you know, again, you know, he just knows what he's doing. He complained about a hamstring injury, then ball nine on the bounce. So I don't really know what to make of it. Um, but yeah, everyone did well. I think where we let ourselves down was the catching. One lad got 48, could have been really close towards the end. We dropped him three times. Uh, Owen. Uh, backers and uh, I can't remember who the other one was but actually their top four they kept whacking it they kept whacking it to Henry Anton he had some uh, some ringing hands um, but yeah it was uh, it was getting nervy towards the end but um, yeah I think we, we did well to, to kind of get the win like you say it wasn't particularly great I think there's stuff that we can work on um, like getting to training would be Quite, quite helpful. It'd be but, nice, um, wouldn't it? But yeah, no, um, can't complain. No drinks after, which I think was wasn't great. Um, no drinks available, but their boys had drinks as well. So, mm. um, but yeah, no, good, good day all round. I got dig of the day, um, which I took for the boys. But um, yeah, thanks, guys. No, thank you. Oh come on, man! What is up? What is up with you, mate? You know what? It's just on the days where you're. Absolutely dynamite. Oh, you, you score loads of in, and you and you get loads of wickets. Oh. It's it, it's hard to go and just perform at the bar as well, isn't it? It's it's two loads. Hmm. It's two loads. Yeah. You said loads of wickets. Two. I don't think it's loads. It's game over. Game over. Oh, bad. Oh, that's my yeah, yeah, That was well battered. Uh, just for the podcast listeners, that was well battered. For me, that was it was said to me. Um, Oliver, can we swear? No. That'll be bleeped out, I reckon. <laughs> Oliver, why don't we start with... Um, I now have scored more league runs than you have this year. <coughs> but you have more league wickets. It's it's a battle. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually think you should be slightly more disgraced than I am by the fact that I've got more league wickets than you. You open the bowling every week. Yeah, and bowling the Pablo when we have some very sensible batters just blocking it. Bob, but you've, you've failed miserably to nick anybody off this year. I've, n- I've nicked no one off. No one. And I have. I nicked someone off today. You did. To first slip. And yeah. and that first slip arrived... The ball before. Jack. Hello? Jack. Jack. Hello? Jack Shepard. For those of you who don't know, Jack Jack played for England in the 19s. He was at Hampshire. Wikipedia. 
He has a Wikipedia. In fact, actually, I'll tell you what. I don't think there's another soul in the club that has a Wikipedia other than the three of us speaking to this microphone. Do you have one? Do I have a Wikipedia? Do you actually have one? Of course I have one. Of course Did you I make one. it yourself? No, probably not. <laughs> no, no, it's just us three that have a Wikipedia. And, and of those, mine is the sparsest. Oliver has has one that says that he does he rarely leaves Ealing, and I still attribute that to someone that plays for the OPs. Um, Jack, you watched a lot of the game today. Mm. How many times over did you think we were going to lose? I thought it was absolutely guaranteed that England were going to get bowled up for 90. I thought that foes, and when I say foes, I mean fatos, and that is... Fatos, Fat Oliver. Follower Filkin, mm. as he's named to my phone book. Um, I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna get eleven, and he got twelve. Oh, well done to him. Good little twelve as well. Good little twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah he got. Flash sorry, Mungo. Can I just actually tell you that it was 2013, Merchant Taylor, and I was Merchant Taylor's. Ma- whatever. Who cares? I was uh, playing. I was playing for Hampshire twos against Middlesex twos. Never happened. And uh, I ran in. I was born absolute heat. Can I no. swear? Can I swear in this? No, Never you can't. happened. Yeah, yeah you I can't. was born. Heat. Never happened. And literally She's running. She's not true. And honestly, nipped away. He's just, he has no idea what he's doing. He, it's just oh, not true. You, when I say he, off. oh yeah, he has no idea. And to us, it could have been caught first lit or keeper, but either way, he was embarrassing. So he was what, one of them, what, you know when you're running up to bowl and you just know, like, what's the point of me? I might as well bowl a pole left-handed. Mm. This guy's so bad. I know what you mean. I, I, hang on, before you, before you put in though, I just want to say, that uh, Bob never Bob, happened. That never happened. What did happen was Jack blowed a long, floaty half volley that I creamed for four through the covers. Got and five got out, LBW to it. a leg spinner a couple of overs later. Because Jack got taken off. Five Robbie, just finally, uh, you were walking around uh, town last Sunday in, in Buckingham with with Jacob O'Sullivan, something supposedly went down. What happened? So last Sunday, me and Jacob are walking around the town of Buckingham. We had just got a coffee and we we're about to cross the road at a crossing. And Jacob absolutely freezes because there's a police car a couple hundred uh, metres down the road and he does not want to be caught jaywalking. Great to hear from Robin, from Glass, and from Mr. Steve Scott. Thanks again to him so much for coming. I do, I don't know if um, this came up when you when you chatted to him, Lee, uh, maybe off off recording. But one of the funnier moments was when Christian was uh, trying to see if we could find someone be- more mobile than Steve Scott. Holty was on the sideline saying, "Oh, Scotty could come. Scotty could come." And Christian was saying, "Oh, Scotty's good, but is there someone else?" <laughs> Someone else, someone else come. <laughs> Just very harsh. Very harsh. That's very harsh. I'm telling you now, when Stephen Scott, when Stephen Scott sees you or Christian next, you're going to be in big trouble. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Who's Christian? Oh, fair. I don't. Yeah, I'm actually fair. not sure. I'm not fair. sure. No. No Sorry, comment. I just haven't heard that name before. Yeah. No comment. Let's go through to AJ Lee. I, I mean, you're not. You're not. You're not home. AJ hasn't travelled with you to South Korea. Am I right in saying that? No, he's not yet. But he still has a word for us, I believe. I mean, the best thing about being, you know, a, a podcast that, that that reaches around the world is that you can connect with your son and, um, you know, the, the the ability to to reach out and uh, and do a, a a WhatsApp voice note <laughs> is a great thing. So, um, 
yeah, Hayley's been looking after um, AJ and she will be for the next two weeks. And uh, his word of the week is, is is actually, and you've heard it, um, Mung, you know, it, it's a good word. It's a, it's a very good word. And you know what? And I, and I think as we uh, as we have Raw on the uh, on the podcast, I might get Raw to introduce introduce this. So Rory, if you'd like to ask AJ what his word of the week is, AJ, what's your word of the week? My word of the week is masterpiece. Thanks, AJ. Let's go to stats of the week now. Stats of the week, obviously, Rory, you've been very familiar with our stats of the week. We we used your top score at Popesfield for a long time as our stats of the week, as as it was so excellent. So it would be remiss of me to not go back to our roots and for the final time use 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 that figure um, in some context our stat of the week this week is this uh, this weekend on the Saturday at Popesfield Rory Holler in particular increased his total run scored at Popesfield for Ealing in his lifetime in the threes by 1133 percent good little Saturday good little Saturday Leapy we have some exciting news that we want to share with everyone before we move on to to ask ECC. We are now a sponsored podcast here at the Ealing Cricketer. That's right. We've no, no, we're not. No, we're not. Can't be. No, no, we are. I don't believe it. Who who would who who in their right mind would ever want to sponsor this amazing podcast? Who? The boys and girls at Bear Cricket. That's right. Bear Cricket, top level equipment, teamware options. I am now a bear athlete i would i would call myself a bear athlete by that i mean that i'm using one of their sticks can't wait to get cracking with those over the week throughout the week and the rest of the season onwards got a couple of new ones actually some of the guys eating been using bear for a long time andy laws has used to work at bear christian who i don't know if you guys will have met christian martin anyway he uses bear scott ensign who who, who you'll both like a lot, I imagine, uses bear. He's the wizard. So. Yeah, yeah. Any ones that's good enough for the wizard is is worth someone's time. Um, Can I just ask you a question? Mungo? Yeah, of course, mate. How how is uh, how is going from being a smasher athlete to a bear athlete going to affect your batting? Look, like maybe I'm not under the label of smasher athlete anymore. That is something that you know it sort of stays within smasher smasher athleticism is is something that's in the soul. So I think I'm still going to be able to carry that with me under the surface. Uh, if anything, I think Bear, Smasher, I think they, such energies just augment one another more than anything. Uh, I can only see it being being a profitable a profitable change. From from experience, you've always got to have a good a good piece of wood and a good piece of equipment to work with. And if you've got those two, you know those two things, you'll always you'll be fine. Thanks, Lee. Let's head on to Ask ECC, and it is an absolute. Cracker this week got three questions for the for the room. <laughs> First one comes in from Ollie Dot Simpson. And this is an open-ended question, simple and to the point. Favorite dressing room activity? Uh, considering that's my dad, I'll I'll answer first. And it's a it's a simple one. It's a boring answer, but it's the only answer for me. And that's a bit of one hand one bounce. You just you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. And when you're one hand one bouncing, is that tennis ball? Is that incredible? I'm 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 not a massive fan of the tennis ball. I feel like there's too much in it for the fielders. That famously fielders game, fielders game, one hand one bouncing. Yeah, absolutely a fielders game. Not only do they are they allowed to have it bouncing, it bounces high. Whereas the incredible, there's a bit of fear there because you know it's coming quick, it's coming close, um, and you know 
I like to try and spend some time at the crease, if not out there in the middle, at least in the dressing room. So for me, it's an incredible. This might be frowned upon. Um, my favourite change room activity is showering with Milo Wilkin. That would scare me because that's a hell of a rig. My favourite dressing room activity, I would, well, herd mentality is maybe there's some recency bias there, but the game that we played last Sunday was spectacular and I look forward to indulging again. Question number two comes from Cat Pierce. And her question is, what's your best bad cricket sledge? Her example being more blocks than Legoland. Best childhood sledge, the one you're going to throw around at the under 13s, under 14s. What did you two used to go to? Oh, I, 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 I'm going to jump in here, Raw. I, I, I have a big issue with this. Like we, we've spoken about Monday 1380, Monk, haven't we? Um, during, the, um, during the week, they won, by the way, while I was away, which was quite nice. They beat. Um, the oratory school convincingly which is quite nice but um my worst has to be send the bales to wales i've never been a fan of send the bales to wales i was i was gonna join lee on um on sending the bales to wales it is is one of the cringeworthiest awesome. things you'll ever, you'll ever hear on a cricket pitch however on saturday we did have a, a fielder in the opposition team who from the first ball said Come on, batsman, hit it for six. Every single delivery until the fourth over, in which his captain actively walked up to him in between overs and said, mate, that's crap chat. It's not helping anyone. Shut up. <laughs> so, which is one of the funniest things I've ever watched the cricket pitch because that bloke's heart dropped, his face dropped, and we let him know when he came out to bat just how much his captain hated him. The other two, Mung, sorry to, uh, to interrupt as well, is the... Um... More dots than a Dalmatian and more blocks than Legoland. More blocks than Legoland is the one that the cat said, of course. No, I'm saying, but I'm just trying to reiterate how important it is that she's brought that up. Yeah, uh, I've got, I've, I've, I've thought of a couple as well that, um, that aren't great. One that I used to, I used to throw around every now and again whenever a spinner would come on is more turn than a washing machine. That's was a personal favourite of mine. Oh, that's, that's bad. Um, <laughs> I've not heard that actually. Um, That's bad. And then this, yeah, then similar to uh, Dalmatian, Dalmatian chat. It's um, this batsman's batting like Braille. Dot dot. Dot dot dot. Wow, <laughs> that's that's so West. Look, that's so Saint Paul's. It's unbelievable. Wow, you wouldn't get that in Manchester. I'll tell you that much for free. No. Finally, we have one from Matt Codrington, twenty-six. <laughs> He asked the question, when you win, what percentage are you, A, happy you won, but B, happy you can have a beer? Well, um, I'm a competitive little thing, so so 80% of it is, is, is the win. However, I do enjoy a bit of winner's pee, so for me, that, comes, that, that just sneaks it. Even though, you know, during the game, I care more about the win, but as soon as I cross that white line, it's all about the winner's pee. And how, what, what percentage would you put the winner's pee at? And how does that change when you are having the loser's piss? Oh, the, the, the loser's piss is, is arguably the worst tasting piss known to mankind. And I was just so glad that on Saturday at the club, it was exclusively winner's piss. Three from three, you could tell people were happy. People were happy. But that's because they were drinking the winner's piss. I played a few games in my time. I played cricket to get drunk. So your your percent you're looking at what ninety percent happy to have a beer, ten percent happy to win, a little higher, no, 95, 95, 95. 
A little higher than 95. 97.3. Are there any more questions? No, no more questions, Your Honour. Lads, Rory, been an absolute pleasure to have you here. We've come to the end. We've got plenty of exciting things lined up with the podcast. That's a lie, guys. That's just so they come back. And we hope to... (laughs) (laughs) And we hope... And, and we hope you join us all again uh, very soon, everyone listening at home or wherever you listen. Well, I hear that some people listen on a commute. I hear we're a commuter's podcast, actually. Um, well, by the time this comes out, we'll have had our chat with Robbie White as well. And hopefully you all enjoyed that one as well. Uh, great to hear from him. And we look forward to doing some more interviews. Let us know if that style of podcast worked for you as a little added extra to our week. Raw. Until next time, go well at the weekend against Richmond. Leapy, when are you back from Cape Town? Uh, I fly back on the 6th, so I'm not around this weekend. But we'll be uh, hopefully podcasting when I get back. Uh, sorry, can, uh, can, I just check, can I just check whether we'll hear from the first 11 captain anytime soon? Uh, yes, first 11 captain we'll be hearing from on Saturday. Um, Ollie Wilkin is captain the side on Saturday, so we will be hearing from him. So excited to hear that. So very excited. That's all from me. And from a beautiful Cape Town... That's all from me. And that's all from me. Good night. Night. Good night. The Ealing Cricketer.